My dice roll average is 10.7 900 times those dice did I cast Got 90 boxcars and zero snake eyes Random What are the real odds of someone rolling five twelves in a row? Here are the stats. One in six million, if I rolled like that in a casino. Vessel is broken like an old Yugo. Dice pot is kaput. What do we do? It's like a Sasquatch, only I've seen it. But we all deep down. Are we on? Are we on? I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, wait. There you are. I'm not sure which camera to look into. Oh, I've got all these cameras. <laughs> How do I look? You look good. This is a different computer for you, Jeff. Yeah, we we were Dave and I have been having some technical difficulties tonight, and we thought, you know, we only we like to put out a show that is top notch, high quality every time, and we have and we haven't- for. Oh, 278 episode. Oh, you're going to say we haven't yet? We haven't yet, but we're going to keep trying. <laughs> it could be this will be the first one. Could it's be. high quality. I don't know. In fact, I don't even know what number this one is. Uh, Two? 279, I think. Or 80? Or 80? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look. But hi, it's Jeff and Dave of the two half squads. It is, and we are your hosts. The only podcast dedicated 100% in the world to the greatest game in the world. 100%. Yeah. To the greatest game. Yeah. Advanced Squad Leader. Yeah. 
That's right. And we have been hosting this show for 13 plus 13. I like it when people say 13 some odd years. Some odd. And I what thought, yeah, they were all odd. What if it's even? I don't know. There's funny little things that people say. I'm a real stickler for that. I like people to speak correctly. Some odd. 13 odd years. Yes, they were. I got to get my uh, beverage. So how are you, Dave? I'm doing fine, sir. Uh, as you know, we did the Gettysburg trip. Why don't I throw up a picture? Oh, you'll have to eat it first. But I'm bum. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I had a but I'm bum oh, here. You have a, Oh, you should just yeah use that during the whole show. Oh no, that's not it. Okay. Can you see that picture? I had a ba dump bump. Oh, yes, I can. Who that is, is that handsome fellow. Yeah, that's Monument Art Review. <laughs> uh, if you weren't in Gettysburg, you missed the Monument Art Review in which we address this most wonderful monument. The colorations in it, the, the patterning of the shapes. It was fantastic. So too bad for the rest of you. Oh, man. So did you do that with every... First of all, we should do a very short thing. This is a podcast about Squad Later, so we won't spend too much time on Gettysburg. But give us the 15-second overview of what the Gettysburg trip was. Yeah, this was a Mike Rizzi-led... Here you go. Can you see that pic? Uh, yes, even though I've walked away from the computer. <laughs> it's a little round top. And you, what you see, oh, I don't see Rich Spilkey, but those are his sons. Mm -hmm. No, that is Rich Spilkey in the Texas ASL with a very cool pose with his foot extended out there. <laughs> that sounds like Rich. And uh, him and his boys, Mike Rizzi, uh, Mike Lemke uh, with the, uh, in the hat, white hat, and... His wife, Phyllis, was with us for several days. Laura is my wife there on the left end, and I'm taking the picture. Little round top. Mike did a wonderful tour for us at Gettysburg. Day one was Antietam. Day two, Gettysburg, and day three, Gettysburg. And he knows his stuff, man. So if you guys want to hire him as a tour guide, he'll be glad to take you to Gettysburg, I think. He can correct us if that information is not accurate and uh yeah good time we missed you there jeff though uh you missed did you say you missed me we missed you why did you throw something at me <laughs> <laughs> that's what the show's been missing for a while yeah Just keep, keep, keep it going <laughs> I missed you guys. I was sorry to not be on the trip, but um, I didn't want to go. So <laughs> it, it Laura made it through almost all three days. I was glad the the ladies got into it pretty much too. So yeah, you you might have enjoyed quite a bit of it, but I'm sure it I would have. May have been too much though. Yeah, Long I'm days. sure I would have. Yeah, no, I may go someday. It, I'm sure it was very nice. I missed you guys. I, I had to go to breakfast without you one day, which was very challenging. We liked you sending them the picture of that. I had to buy four breakfasts because you all weren't there. So, 
people don't know, Mike, Mike, and I and Jeff now often do a breakfast on Thursdays. Yeah. Yes, we do. So uh, what else have you been doing, Dave? That was pretty exciting. But what else you got going Well, on? I watched a movie from my dad's collection, which oh, I didn't recognize it as one of his favorite kinds of films. So it was just there on the on the DVD rack. And I'm clearing them all out now. You know, mom's not going to watch them and dad's gone. So um, it was called The Fan. And I know he likes movies like uh, what was the one where the um, author crashes his car? Misery. And, yes, things like that. Or yeah. the one, one with Glenn Close. Yes, Endangered Species. No. No, but yeah, yeah you know, yeah. yeah. This was the fan, and I thought, well, this might, maybe this was another good one like those. Oh, it wasn't. Wasn't now, De Niro, wasn't De Niro in that one? No, James oh. Gardner. Oh, James Gardner. James Gardner and Lauren Bacall. Okay. And Lauren Bacall portrays an actress who has this fan who's clearly going to be psychotic. Yeah. And Lauren Bacall, they're putting her in her first uh, musical. She can't, can't sing. sing. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. So. Do you think somebody, yeah. they didn't... Uh... Nobody told her, huh? No, she she no. she tried. I mean, she was sufficient, but yeah, it just struck me as rather odd. Who made that choice and why? And then the I don't know. This thing might have been made in the eighties or something, but it looked like it. And then the murderer in one scene. Well, the the fan who's crazy. Um, who played Who played the fan? I don't know. Some blonde guy. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I hope he's not a listener. He's going to be really upset. That's it. I'm never listening to you guys again, whatever your names are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and in one scene, he's, he goes to the pool. He follows another guy who's got a relationship with Lauren Bacall, and he's jealous. So he follows him to the pool, public pool, and then he takes his razor, flip razor, out of his swimming trunks swims underneath him and like guts him wow <laughs> and, that, i would and watch then, like, just for that and then he no one notices well the guy's screaming and the water's turning red and, and the fan got away with no one I, I don't know it was nobody noticed him getting out of the water with a razor blade in his speedos <laughs> it was it was fascinating so anyway that's did you watch I, the whole thing? I, you know, what what does Dave do when he starts something, Jeff? <laughs> he finishes. Oh man! I you're allowed a, myself to fast forward. You're a nut. Oh, that's good. I did. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. that one, that one, you, you're probably not going to sell that one. You're just going to throw that one right in the garbage. Uh it's going into the donation box for Goodwill. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good idea. Oh, actually, I did throw it out because the cover was, it didn't have a plastic, yeah, it was defective a little on the container. So I yeah. just, I did, you're right, I did just I did just put it in the garbage, yeah. There you go. That's the best thing to do. What's up with you, sir? Oh, no, not too much. I just, uh, um, you know, I've been working. I had to actually, I had to get in the car. This is, are you sitting down? 
Mm. I had to mm-hmm. get in the car and drive to clients last week. Mm. This is like the first time since COVID. I mean, I've got one client that I go to occasionally down in the south suburb, but I had you... three three clients in the same day and I had to drive to them and, you know, go visit them. Did you remember how to drive? Was it like riding a bicycle? Yeah, I was kind of learning. Kind of. I kind of remembered. Yeah, you have to keep the doors shut. I Mm. figured that out. And we turned in our, we turned in our Volvo recently. The lease was up on that. So we turned that in. So now we have one, we're going to try one vehicle. Well, the one vehicle we have is a 20 year old Jeep Wrangler. With a um, with fifty four thousand miles, fifty three thousand miles on it, and it's fine. I mean, the car is fine, runs great, and everything. But there there was something a little disconcerting about that. I was feeling a little bad about myself for for being down to one car, and it's twenty years old. <laughs> Poor Jeff. <laughs> it's not the American dream. I'm the, I'm living the American nightmare. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm not doing my life right because I don't have two or three cars and one of them isn't or built ram tough, you know, well, gigantic. We won't even get into the new house next door to yours, no, which is full of gigantic <laughs> cars. So anyway, I had to go out to clients just the other day. So that was kind of traumatic. And for, for my fun time, I have been watching. I decided to go back and watch. Because I'm kind of in this nostalgic mood lately. <laughs> you you have been. I've been going back and I started watching The Saint, the original series from British TV uh, from the 1960s. Right. Roger, Sir Roger Moore playing Simon Templar. And uh, I've watched the first five episodes and they're great. I'm having a great time watching those. They're, <laughs> actually, they're actually really good. And he looks really good. I think I might start wearing a tie. You know me. With I watch T-shirts, that would look odd. Um, okay, well, when I get dressed, I'll call you. Tomorrow morning when I get dressed, I'll call you for advice. I probably have a tie in the closet somewhere. You can have all mine. I used to, I used to, I used to go and pay 40 or $50 for a tie back in the old days. And now I haven't worn a tie probably in 12 years. Yeah, you're, that's pre-COVID for you, right? Yeah, it's been COVID for twelve years. You're, from you're the cool, you're the cool tech guy, so you don't have to. That's it. Wear the suit and yeah. tie. And I only had to like open house graduation. Yeah, I, I'd like to see those pictures. I'll have to yeah. send you one. I think you nailed it, Dave. The cool guy. I'm not cool anymore. I'm driving you're, the old car. You're I, I, you're, I'm drinking. Yeah. I, I'm drinking diet tea? soda. No diet soda. Excellent. Because I've stopped drinking alcohol, so I'm drinking diet soda. But I am drinking out of these really nice two half squads shot glasses. That is cool. So maybe I am cool. <laughs> well, we have a prize to give out thanks to Rich Spilkey. Yeah, thank you, Rich. Ding, ding. I don't have the bell over here. Ding, ding. He went to St. Louis. He went to the St. Louis tournament. Yeah. Came back back with this wonderful packet for our listeners. 
Fully compatible with ASL and ASL starter kits one to three. Ten new starter kit scenarios. So, what, said, who, who publishes Rally Point? Yep, this That's, is by the Fair Punct people. I love those guys. Converse Sherry down. Sherry Enterprises. Yes, Evan Sherry. Uh -huh. at, yep. at all. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we haven't talked to him for a long time, so I'm glad to see they're still putting out stuff, and more stuff is good. Mm -hmm. So, who would like this packet? How do they get it? They have to drive here to my house? First one to drive here and pick it up gets the packet. That's good. And if two people arrive simultaneously, they have to wrestle. Duel, yes. Yeah. MMA. We'll put him in the cage and uh, just turn him loose and see. So Rally Point, um, let's see, you could send us an email or um, or snail mail with the subject line of I rally love the two half squads. <laughs> there you go. And today is this show is going out the first. So by the 15th of this month. Sixth. No, because we might record. Well, let's give ourselves a little room. Fifteenth. Then we can record a new show and draw the winner next time. September fifteenth. Okay. Okay. So send us something that says I really love the two half squads, <laughs> and we will send you that very fine pack. They will seal it. You'll seal it with a kiss, like you usually do. Indeed. Good man. Okay. And what else we got? What's in the box box. What's in the box? In the box. And it is the March Madness from our friends over in Kansas. Full rulebook ASL. Little take on full metal jacket there for you. And these scenarios highlight the full ASL rule book. Now, it's probably not every single rule in the rule book, but it is part of the goal. This pack is to get that accomplished. This is from uh, uh, Encircled Productions development team, Dan Best, Dave Moreski, Rick Reinish, and Paul Works. We interviewed several of those people. Mm -hmm. Designers, Dan Best, Steve Swan, and Paul Works. And so... It is a packet that utilizes lots of the rules you may not have used in a long time. And I have MM60. That's the first one in this pack. Liberating Loznica. This is the Chetniks in Yugoslavia. The Chetniks were like Slav, Slovene, um, Croat, Croat, kind of Croatian kind of um, peoples. And they are partisans in this scenario. They are fighting the Germans. They will need to win by controlling buildings E6, F6, and H6. So it's kind of a garrison situation. This was historically the first city liberated from the Germans in World War II, according to this note at the bottom. And it's a all-infantry affair, one-half board, six turns, but it is... Going to use the rules for uh, partisans, of course, and 
uh, Molotov capability, Molotovs, and they also can declare hand-to-hand close combat, so you get to use those rules. Partisan single-man counter may use a DC without an unqualified use penalty. It, it utilizes interrogation and civilian interrogation, and it's going to be automatic for the partisan players on turn one and two. Well, it says the wind change die rolls are assumed to be a four. I, th- I assume that's how they get the um, interrogation going. And then uh, no side may declare no quarter. So that is a whole cool looking little scenario there. 60, right? So 61 is called Sandman's Charge. Sandman's Charge, maybe. That's uh, how it's pronounced. The British Burmese win immediately upon controlling, uh, I think it's greater than or equal to three level one hill hexes on board 38. This uses, it's, this is a small scenario, but it uses board 73, 38, 35, and 74, along with some overlays. So you're going to get your boards out that maybe you haven't used in a while and you're going to have to get out make sure for your Japanese you've got plenty of foxhole counters and then for the Burmese guess what you're going to need for them horses cavalry rolls that's right so there's 11 447 squads with 11 horses I don't know if you can get 11 squads on 11 horses yes you can maybe the horses have a, a sidecar no, they don't. don't know about that. That would be a carriage. You could fit seven guys on a horse, seven or eight guys. I suppose so if you don't really care about the horse that much. <laughs> I guess the horse counters are it's more than one horse. Is that it? Yep, they're squad okay. and half squad horse okay. counters and single man counter horses okay. also. <laughs> so the uh and the mounted guys use uh so use British counters and rules. An unbroken British leader increases the uh, morale of all the Burma, Burmese infantry cavalry, so that's that's kind of nice. No quarter is in effect. The three neg one labor markers for the Japanese are placed on the Japanese squads during setup because they are being labored. Um, let's see what else what have we got here. They're trying to entrench, yeah. That's right. Some labor, people, some, uh, some players entrench. You know, it's not, game. I, I, yeah, I have done it a few times. It seems like waste of of space, space time, and money. Um, but I suppose it could be useful. And money. Yeah. Well, time is money. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so this looks like it's designed to have you do that more effectively. And it's probably a good idea. Something we don't use, like we didn't use smoke for so many years. And so now we do, and it's very, very, I mean, we did. But now we use it all the time. All the time. And this might be something that's useful for, you might have some squads toward the back, maybe guarding some exit hexes or something like that in a particular scenario. And while they're there, they could be entrenching. Yeah, I typically have them up closer and think they're going to break, and then I'll rally them, and then they'll be there at the end game. So I use them more, but that sometimes doesn't work. And it might yeah. be a good idea to be entrenching back there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is a mounted column also. There's special rules for that, I 
think. Cool. Ah, okay. I have 62 MM62, five Kopec Bridgehead. Today you gave me three Kopecs. Yesterday you gave me four Kopecs. So if I've had a bad week, you've had a bad week, why should I suffer? Name that movie, musical. <laughs> oh, fid Fiddler. <laughs> Fiddler on the roof. Fidelio on the roof. Five, Kopec Bridgehead. This one has got the Germans going to win if there's no unbroken Russians left. Or taking the bunker. I like those kind of games. But what kind of rules are we going to get here? It's, um, like all infantry, wire, trenches, pillbox uh, for the Russian defenders. But mud with no wind, river deep, no islands on it, all woods are brush, blah, blah. And night rules with a full moon and no cloud cover. Ooh. And mm -hmm. walking wounded. Seven Russian squads must begin as walking wounded and ammo shortage. And that stuff I stuff I don't usually get my hands on is uh, yep. yep. There you go. That's 62. Okay. 63. So this is the 26th at Troina, which is uh, in Sicily. It takes place in 1943. Germans against the Americans. Again, get out four boards. Boards 50, 39, 58, and 2. I think that's a 2. It's kind of a bad copy here. The Americans win immediately by exiting 10 or more victory points off the south edge of board 2, or the Americans win at game end. If the Americans have more good order EVP prisoners do count than the Germans at level 3 or greater on board 39. Wow. Yeah, this is a big one. This is a, a big one. Yeah, lots of pretty, squads in, involved big. in this. Seven yeah, times. I mean, there's probably 20, 24 squads on each side, which is a little bit bigger. Um, let's see. What's unique about this? There's a stone bridge that connects the roads, which is kind of fun to play with. Stone rubble. Railroads. Woods or olive groves. Olive groves. Yeah, olive groves. Those are rules we don't see that all that often. Um, the Germans receive one module of OBA, HE only, directed by an off-board observer. Yeah, the Americans and, uh, get one too at the end there, rule eight. Uh, yes, I see that. And the radio cannot be disabled. That's a good one because that's not cool. Have your radio break and then... Mm. Nobody likes that. AP mines also. Uh, oh, yeah, I see that. 64, Galician getaway. This one looks to be a large nine-turn, three-and-a-half boards also. Yeah, it has some really interesting setup stuff. Much, you got vehicles, you got mortars, you got stuff like that. There's nothing. Oh, there's soft mud. That's right. Soft mud and for vehicles, module, BA. Not too many weird rules in that one. 65, Duliard Bridgehead. Duliard, yeah, well, 
my French. Well spoken. Takes takes place in France, September 1944. Again, get out your boards. Do we we need board 57, 17, 11, and 82. So some decent, uh, well thought out setup apparently for all of these scenarios. It looks like Germans against Americans. Germans win by controlling more, greater than or equal to five buildings on board 57, or a game end with uh, greater than 35 EVP of German units are within four hexes of 57Y4. These are my favorite. This one's a little bit longer, nine turns. Uh, yeah, about a, about two dozen squads on each side. Lots of vehicles there. Yes. Some, it looks like six, eight, nine tanks. You're welcome. <laughs> No, more than that. I don't know, a dozen tanks. And the uh, Americans don't have a lot of vehicles. Well, no, they have six M41s. Yeah. And these these are night rules with a base NVR of three, so apparently it's that's nice. You get a little, little bit longer range. Usually when we're playing, playing night rules, they start off with two. Yeah, that's common. So it must be early evening. All crags are orchards, all buildings are wooden. That's track most really counters. unusual. Oh, the track counters. Usually tracks are in um Oh yeah. I think the desert. So it'd be interesting to see what that how that works. To wrap up this pack, 66 and 67. Bounding fire productions board J. Brazilians oh. are in this one. Brazilians, and wow. Yeah, but the really cool one looks like 67, I like which is Japanese, short game, um, and the Japanese tanks all be set up, dug in. So there are special rules for that. I like those a lot. And then, uh, yeah, special rules for that. That'll get you to play your dug in tank rules. When was the last time you did that? All right, so that's what you get. Grab that that's pack nice. today. Nice, nice pack. From the Kansas City guys. Thank I'll you put guys. a link. It's time for rules. You need the rules to play the game and put your opponents through shame. They might seem hard, but that's okay. We're gonna learn them anyway. Rules. Rules. Um. We never get tired of rules, Dave. Where did we leave off? Do you remember? Well, we were doing uh, to hit. So it's going to pick up with rule number 3.41. Jeffrey, are you ready? I'm ready. Can you use the infantry target type to attack an unarmored target or an unmanned gun? Yes. Yes, you can. Who would think? An unmanned gun. But yes, you can. I don't know you, why, but you, you can. Yeah, well, you can, yeah. Uh, if you're using the area, your firepower would be half and all that. So maybe yeah. to avoid that, I guess, wouldn't use the vehicle target type. Could you use the infantry target type to attack a building? Um, to attack the building itself, not the occupants of the building? A building. To attack a building, um, 
I think yes. Yes, you can. Yeah. To to attack a bridge. Uh, sure. I don't How about a, Yes. How about a baboon? Ooh. You could, but that's really going to upset the baboon. Or as some people ele- call it, a baboon. I've had an elephant on parade. <sighs> yeah, on you parade. ask a lot. You ask a lot of darn fool questions. So I guess the point of the buildings and bridges, you might want to destroy them for some reason. I don't know. How about can you, Jeff, use the infantry target type to attack a hex devoid of such things? Such as what? What? what what's bridges, such? buildings, baboons, oh. elephants, and vehicles? Um. Yes. Yes. So I remember we were like trying to scout out hidden units. So you can just fire on a hex that's devoid of anything. Okay. Yeah. So if there's somebody hip in there, they would possibly be uh, exposed. Yeah, you're concealed penalties against them. Yeah. Anyway, and then they'd be revealed. Uh, So note, the infantry target type attacks a specific location rather than an entire hex and cannot be used to attack an armored fighting vehicle. Right. So can you use the area target type to attack all those things we mentioned? Those those were all for infantry target type. Can you just use the area target type to do that? Um, yes. You are correct. Okay. And if you were to come up with an acronym... For area target type, what would that be? An acronym for area target type. Am I using the right word? Well, an acronym would be like, uh, it creates a word from the initials. Yes. What would you use for area target type? At. There you go. AT&T. Is oh. that also an acronym for a phone company? It yes. yes Can you hear me? That is Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Now three point five. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, keep that handy. Three point five are firepower modifiers. Most firepower modifications do not apply to ordnance attacks. They have their own kinds of things. So does ordnance double and triple its IFT firepower for point-blank range? So remember, when you're firing, some of them use the IFE, the the IFT tables, right? Right. When they get a hit. Do you double that tank explosion hit for being point-blank? No. No, you do not. Instead, the chances of a critical hit may increase as the range to a target decreases, by the way. Okay. Does ordnance have a long-range fire? Uh, wow, that's a good question. I've never had, to, I've never had the opportunity to fire an ordnance piece past what would be normal range. No, I'm going to so, say no. Yes, 
you know, it's got the ranges that are on the chart. But uh huh. Well, it, and some of the weapons are like you know thirty hexes. Yeah. Cannon, whatever. Right. Um, now, since it cannot hit a target outside its listed range, it can't even harm that target. So yeah. the range is the, just the maximum. Is ordnance firepower halved for firing at a concealed target? Is the firepower halved? No. No. Nope. So once you get a hit, you are correct. Yeah. Um, is ordnance firepower halved for being pinned? Your artillery crew is pinned. Oh. The firepower? So you've already hit? You hit. You blow it. You're rolling the explosion on the. So we're past, the, we're past the to hit part. We're back. We're on effects oh, yes. now. Yeah. For pinned. No, it's not going to no. change. No, you are correct. It would change the hit, but it doesn't change the the effect. How about for the advancing fire phase? For a piece of for ordnance? Same thing. The explosion itself. Is that half for no. in the advancing fire phase? No, because you wouldn't. No. no. All those things have modifiers to the die rolls, so yeah. those are all being included in. All the hit modifiers are not part of this today. That's going to be yet another portion of the rules. Yeah. So, is ordnance firepower half for being marked down for a fire sale? Wow. There's a good one. Um, it is if you buy it at the dollar store. Yes, it is. Yeah. Is ordnance firepower haft for firing into a marsh? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How about for firing it into a blob of slime, like that green slime, like on, uh, you know. Yes, like, it is. Or, yes, yes, it is. Excellent. Yeah, you have not gotten one wrong yet, have you? Yeah, I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> so, 3.6 improbable hits. When you're shooting under adverse conditions, it can become impossible to roll less than or equal to the required to hit number because you got too many pluses. When this is the case, the fire still obtains a hit with an original to hit die roll of what? Uh, two? Two is correct. Then you Otherwise make known as snake eyes, which now, a spokesman yes. for snakes has has uh, come out and decried the use of that term. So we're going to have to come up with a new term. If you're, if you're using your battle school dice, they might look like this. Is oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's snake eyes. Uh, then once you do, you it, is it automatically a critical hit then? No. No. You have to roll another die and see if you get a, a critical hit. And let's see, do you have to roll a one or is it a one or a two? That's or what three? I'm asking. I'm oh, gonna get okay. you on this one finally. Okay, it's a one, two, or three, yes. Yes, one, two, or three. Now, however, getting a one is a critical hit. Yes. Getting a two is just a turret hit, and getting a three is a whole hit. All hit. Okay. So you really only get that on that one follow yeah. uh, four, five, or six miss no dice. misses. Both yeah. the hull and the turret hits are considered normal hits then on non-vehicular targets in that situation. Mm-hmm. And 3.7 critical hits. 
of course, what is a critical hit, Jeff? It gives you more uh, effect. Correct. Um, typically, you like a doubling kind of thing, but yeah. Um, a critical hit occurs on an original two die roll during the resolution right. of high explosives, white phosphorus. There's a different roll. FFE, or on an original hit die roll of two on the area vehicle target type, or on the LATW to hit table, lighting I tank weapons can also get crits. Right. Does that apply getting a critical? Can you do that during a deliberate immobilization attempt? That's when I'm really bad with Yeah, that's uh, deliberate immobilization. I'm going to say no. That is correct, sir. Okay. Can a critical hit also occur while using the because those were all vehicle target types. Can you get a crit when you're shooting an infantry on the infantry target type? I should know that. Yes, but we forgive you. Uh, I, yeah. Um, the listeners are kind. Yeah, I think so. You, yes, you can. Yeah. Do you, do you remember how to do that, though? It's not a snake eyes. I really love this rule. It's... it's um. Getting less than half, half. the That's modified right. to hit number. Right. Or an original to hit die roll of two, followed by a subsequent die roll of one, or less than or equal to half of the modified to hit number. So okay. that's where when they're running, the infantry's all running at you. Yeah. Right? You get the neg two. They get adjacent to your tank. You get the neg, uh, negs for uh, range modifiers mm-hmm. and you're really increasing your odds of getting a critical hit that way yeah okay so do machine guns have a critical hit option have you ever got a crit with your machine gun that doesn't have, i break machine guns <laughs> i'm born to break them um yeah i think a, i think a machine gun would have a critical hit no well, although now you got me thinking. Well, yeah, it said no. It said no. That's the so problem. This is, this is straight out of the rule three yeah. point whatever. So they must not. They cannot get them on a tank either when they're doing a AFB kill. No. Do to kill attacks have a critical pop hit possibility? But to kill attack with wait with the machine gun. Oh yes, I already said no. So no. Um, why? Because this effect is factored into the basic to kill numbers and range numbers. So the closer you are, right, with your your weapons, the basic to kill numbers are changed up for those things. Okay. Are the effects of a high explosive FFE critical hit resolved using the original snake eyes that caused it? No. The crit? no. Actually, yes. Oh. So, when you roll the snakes... Okay. The effects of a high-explosive FFE critical hit. So you roll <sighs> the effects, you get a critical hit. Well, it's a, it's not a critical hit, though. No, it, it, oh, it's an OBA. Yeah. 
effects of a high explosive FFE. So your roll snakes on the dude. Yeah, you're not rolling to hits with the OBA, right? right? We roll the effects, effects, effects. So right. yes, you, you used the original two that gave yeah. you the. Yeah. There is a spooky table. That is spooky table nine. Thank you, you Rich. Heard of that and see what all these things mean in the in the spreadsheets and easier to read. And 3.71, resolution of a, versus a non-armored target. Well, a critical hit versus a non-armored target is resolved on the IFT with the attacking weapon's full high explosive or HE equivalency firepower doubled. Then do you use prior halving of the... F- Firepower or other modification when you get a critical hit? No. No is correct. So if it was uh, typically we're using area target type and the firepower is half, but you still leave it normal and then double it for the crit. Yeah. Uh, OBA stuff too. Uh, furthermore, any positive train effect modifier, which the target would normally be entitled to, for the to hit or IFT purposes is reversed and applies as a negative. So if you're in the plus three building, that's now a neg three on you. I think that's representing like it's holding all the explosion into this smaller space or something. Mm, yeah. So if it's a plus one building, it's a neg one, it'll be a plus two wooden building, etc. Yeah. Uh-huh. And probably um Kind of illustrates the flying debris, the drywall smacking you in the head, and yeah, that could be pictures um, off the wall, and the big TVs falling on you. The Those organ, big screen, big screen TV, the organ, yeah. That people have in their homes. So we have yes. a small one upstairs. Yeah, it's trying to cue you. The ones that don't count. Oh wait. Wait, is that a guitar? I don't... I'm just looking at my... Loverly. (laughs) The modifiers that don't apply to the inverting the TEM is like the higher level building levels above you. It adds a plus one for each level above you. Uh, pillbox, non-covered RTEMs, and smoke and hindrances. Now, are negative terrain effect modifiers reversed and then added as a positive? So the positives are reversed and added as a negative. Are negative ones reversed and added as a positive? No. No. Here are some examples. That would be Run- silly. It would be silly. The runway, Hamada, Hamada, Hamada. Hamadas, yeah. Bamboo. I'll have those negs when high explosives go off. As well as non assault movement, etc. Airburst, airburst TEMs, those still count, right? As what if neg. there's a baboon in the bamboo? Uh-huh. I think it's an. Extra neg one. Extra neg one for baboons in the bamboo. Because when they get hit with a critical hit, that 
the shards of their bones can fly around and hit you. Ooh, that's grisly. It's a beautiful image. Yeah. I'm really liking that. Not if you're a baboon in bamboo. <laughs> You'd be bamboozled. You would be. Exactly. Does a critical hit automatically destroy a gun? An AT gun, you know? Or a- uh... Man, I got to do this without looking at the charts. It's I know, really hard. There, there's the guns chart, destruction of guns chart that we rely on. Yeah. So, no, not automatically. I don't think it's yes, automatic. Yes, it does. It is. It's automatic. Critical hit. Put it on the gun. Gun is destroyed. Would okay. it also destroy the Manning infantry? No. Uh, yes, it would also destroy the gun and its man and the man infantry. Okay, take them right off the board. Yeah. Okay. Would it also destroy its unmanly infantry? Um, let's not go there. Okay. Example. No, I'm not doing examples now. Three point seven two. Resolution versus an armored target. High explosive critical hit versus an armor fighting vehicle caused by an FFV or on the area target type is resolved as per 1.55, whatever that says, but doubled the full firepower and no TEM of any kind. So again, you don't half it and then double it back up with the FFV. If the critical hit involved air burst versus an open topped AFV, see also. D5.3 would want. Sorry, I shouldn't have left that in there. Otherwise, does a critical hit versus an armor fighting vehicle have its basic to kill number doubled? When you get a crit on an AFV, do you double the to kill number? No. Yes, you do. You do. Yeah, you know, like the armor one. So if I need an 8 to penetrate the armor, it doubles to a 16. And then I subtract your armor. Now, resolution versus terrain. Critical hit has no additional effect versus terrain. So we don't have to worry about it. Fire and rubble generation are handled just like a non-critical hit. The regular hit, just do the normal thing. Okay. Resolution versus multiple targets. Do the special provisions of a critical hit apply to all the targets in the hex? Like three squads in a building, you hit it critical do all three of them take the crit yes no i was doing so well Uh uh-huh you were but i played this wrong for a while so maybe i'm at fault for teaching you maybe wrong or something but yeah i used to do like everyone in the in the hex got hit so it is not it is random selection it is okay and you know this kind of stuff it this kind of stuff comes up you know, it doesn't come up in every game, every time. No, but you don't, and so I don't keep it in my head, but yeah. that's why the charts are there, and I'll just refer to those at the time. Yep, absolutely. So I, I think we've been playing it right. We it's hit just lately, trying, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know my first five years or ten. Yeah. Uh, we were doing crits. Everyone was getting the hit. And I just, again, it's just one little sentence in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You miss the head suddenly. Um, So you do random selection. Now, attacks on other units hit in that location are resolved as if struck by a normal hit. 
So they do get the effect, but it's a normal effect. Okay. It's also where it may be a little confusing to us. Yeah. If a critical hit is obtained versus a vehicle, the vehicle always gets the critical hit. And any other units get that collateral attack. Okay. Now, what if you're using the area target type or OBA and more than one occupied location is hit? Uh, like a ground level and a first level, and you get a crit with a mortar in there. Do both levels get to hit with a crit? No. No. So you would, again, use random selection. Now, if you're using harassing fire, um, is a high explosive critical hit achieved with harassing fire? Is that result... When you're doing harassing fire, it's already because you're hitting a wider area. Yeah. So is that resolved with double the full firepower or double the lower firepower? It's got to be the lower. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. And it's saying, though, it's double the full. Really? Which seems like cheating, right? Because you're already you're hitting a wider area with it, so why would you get the full? Which I rule guess. is that? What, what rule number Three. are you running? 3.75 harassing okay. fire. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna make a note on that. Yep. Um, I think it kind of represents like the shell, even though it's being cast around a wider area. When it hits something, it is the same millimeter shell. White phosphorus. When you get into white phosphorus, the resolution die roll for that FFE is a special die roll used to determine if the critical hit has occurred. A separate resolution die roll is made for each blast area hex attacked during the prep fire and the defensive fire phase, and for each unit in there. This die roll always precedes the white phosphorus normal morale check, and during the prep fire phase and defensive fire phase is also used to determine whether a flame has occurred. So... Uh, I know on the normal morale checks, if you get a certain result, like a six or something, it suddenly makes it a crit. Otherwise, I have questions about that rule, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. But <laughs> I, I do. I, 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 yeah. Spilky has a table 18. Thank you, Rich. A table 18. Now, I forgot when I looked at it, did that answer my questions about that rule? I think it did. White phosphorus critical hits. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. We got just a few sections left here. This is going to be uh, now up to 3.8. Multiple hits. You may recall a gun greater than 15 millimeter but less than 40 millimeter that rolls doubles actually gets to roll two, um, like to kill rolls. And as soon as you roll doubles, those little smaller guns, they get to roll two resolutions. I think we forget that sometimes. But um, with the result, the firer can pick then which of the two results he wants. So he rolls six, and he rolls a nine. He can pick the six, of course. Okay. IFE, fire equivalency. That's when you take the... 20 millimeter cannon and it's got a little four in parentheses so we just use the four shot instead of rolling to hit and to kill right 
if you do an IFE, can you get the multiple hits still? That the normal 20 millimeter oh. could get? No. No. Do machine guns, can they get multiple hits? Yes. Machine guns going to roll to kill? No. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Do the machine guns on planes, can they get multiple hits? No. No. Am I ever going to ask you a question that has the correct answer of yes? Yes. Yes. Must a multiple hit be applied to the same target? Well, yes. Yes. Are all unarmored units in the location of an infantry target type hit considered the same target and subject to the chosen die rolls effect? Is that, is that making any sense? Well. Oh, oh, oh unarmored units in the location. Yeah. So it's a, a squad and a truck. And it's an or, infantry target type hit. Okay. Are they all subject to the chosen die rolls effect? Yes. They are, huh? They are. Even if they're not riding in the vehicle, they're separate I, from it. I don't, yep. Yeah. Okay. A multiple hit, last concept. Occurring on the same to hit die roll that also yields a gun malfunction or an ammunition depletion still uses two hits of the same ammunition type. Okay, it's just saying once you roll the doubles to get the multiple hit, don't worry about the mal for the ammo depletion for that. Okay. The first to kill die roll versus a multiple hit versus a vehicle is also used to determine the location of the second hit. I never realized that. I can see why we've never covered these rules before. I have... that well, multiple yeah. hits. In this much... format, they're very uh, complex. Yes, I would agree. They don't um, seem that complex when you're actually playing. If that makes any sense. If we're using them right. Um, yeah, right. Multiple hits. I wonder if we're missing that more often than not. Guns less than 40 millimeters. Keep our eyes out. Those Japanese guns sometimes are that, that small. Um, And can an improbable hit, the one where you couldn't roll the numbers? Can't roll low, low enough, but you still roll up. A one. Something. Yeah. Can that then get a multiple hit? You ask a lot of darn fool questions. Yeah, that answer is no. How do we tell where the location of a vehicular hit lands? You know, roll to hit on the tank. The white die roll is up. Or... The red one's a one. How, how can we tell from that if it hit where where on the vehicle? Well, the red if the red one is higher, then it's a hull hit. Yep. And if the red one is lower, then it's a turret hit. 
Correct. And the tie goes to the turret. Turret. So that is how you tell. And that is the end of the two-hit stuff. Well, not like all the modifiers and stuff, but that's yeah. cool. Section three. Three. And that's the end of this show. Uh, yes, I guess it is. Well, that's great. A lot of good stuff in there. Man, I'm gonna go. Ha- I'm gonna have to go back and read all of those rules through again. Which is always uh, what I like about these. Is it reminds me how much I've forgotten. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. But it's well, good to go through again, the rule book once in a while. If you get a multiple hit and it's one of those improbable hits, it's, yeah. I, I'm imagining so that I would just play it like normal. Yeah. And not even realize I'm not supposed to take the multiple hit on an improbable hit. Yeah. But, you know, rule four, the to hit modifications, and five, the target base ones. So we'll keep going through that. The important thing is just keep playing, keep having fun, and try not to be so pedantic. Exactly right. I just whip that word out. That's a word of the day. Is that like using your feet or something? Yeah. <laughs> It is. It is. That's exactly it. All right, Jeff. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time on the show. We love hearing from you. Be sure to send us some mail if you uh, have something you want to want us to talk about or some topic you want to cover or somebody you want us to interview. We're always yeah. interested in hearing from you all. And we thank our sponsors. We do. Ritter Krieg. Ritter Krieg, in, this, in particular. Be sure to call or go to RitterKrieg.com and buy some stuff. Yep, do it indeed. Remember and good to s- roll low. Not like that, yes. And rally and well. well. Yes, but, but not when, when you're playing, playing us. us. Nah, you don't Bye want to do everybody. that. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.